Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. My name is Ash Thorpe. This is going to be episode 84 with Aaron Foster, who is the founder of Lunar Software, who joins us this week to share a ton of information about his upcoming sci-fi horror game, Routine. He digs deep into his hardships he and his four-person team have faced during the development process, including similar games which have come out recently. We also discuss his creative process and his tea addiction, amongst many other things. This week's episode is brought to you by lynda.com. Kickstart your new year and learn something new with a free 10-day trial to lynda.com. lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world and has over 4,500 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, 3D, and even business. Whether you want to set new financial goals, invest in a new hobby, find a new job, or improve upon your current skills, lynda.com has something for everyone. Sign up today for a free 10-day trial by visiting lynda.com TCP. Again, another big thank you to Aaron Foster for taking time out of his busy life to share his journey with us. This is going to be episode 84. Let's roll. Oh, you drink a lot of tea? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I essentially live off the tea, I think. You're on the UK? Is that where you're yep. at? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's like the tea world. I know. It's it's really stereotypical, but it has to be done. It has to be done. I have <laughs> I have a couple friends that are from the UK, and it's like a religious act. That and the beer. That and the beer. See, I'm not a drinker. Okay. Um, I, I, I used to drink a little bit when I was a student, but... Um, Nowadays, I just work so much that if I have a drink any time during the day, I just, I can't really function properly. So yeah. Just that's, try to avoid it. Maybe, maybe once uh, work has calmed down a little bit, I can you know, enjoy that side of life a little bit more. It sounds like uh, that won't happen for a while for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Well, you, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, this is my outside perspective of the person that you are based off of your work here. Obviously, you're very hardworking. And so, and I've, I, uh, my wife catches me in that a lot. Like, oh, it's going to get easier. Like, oh, like, I'll be done with this soon. You know, like, (laughs) it's never done. You know, I don't know if you're the same way, but I, I'm always constantly telling myself little white lies so that I can continue working. You know, so. (laughs) I have a, have my fair share of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> it, 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 I always feel like I know when the ending is, but it's never the case. Yeah. Most, yeah. <laughs> I think it happens when we can no longer function. So, mm, but mm. I don't know. Well, I mean, dude, welcome to the podcast. Sorry, I, <laughs> I was jumping all over the tea thing. No, uh, no, it's, it's nice to be here. Yeah, dude. Nice to be there and then here. I'm in San Diego. It's all sunny and warm. It's awesome. There's birds outside just doing their thing. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Grass is growing because the sun's out. It's awesome. Uh, Well, before we get into this, um, I want to make sure that whoever's listening gets a little bit of a nice summary, and I'll let you do that. But I want to get a quick summary of your background uh, and and of routine in the game Mm. so people can get familiar with it. Can you indulge us with all the sweet goodness that you got? You guys have been cooking up over there. <laughs> For sure. I mean, there's uh, definite things that are hard to talk about. Sure. Uh, with routine, because people Please. hold you to like what you say so much that it almost locks you in place. And if you want to 
try things out and get a bit creative and change that, people will kind of throw that back in your face. The, you know George, I mean? Luke, the George Lucas effect. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so I try to, nowadays, I try to shut up about things we're not 100% sure on. Sure. Just, just so we, we've got um, complete freedom when, when it comes to making. That's good. Well, then don't say anything about it. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just messing with you. But no, seriously, um, like, don't feel obligated to to, to ruin your your creation sure. in any way by like exposing anything that you don't feel comfortable. Because at the same time, like, that's a really important part of people's work is how they release it and show it and share it. So and timing's everything, yes. you know. So yeah, completely. But sorry, I keep co- jumping in on you. So no, no, please, please. Maybe you can give like a an overhead summary of you know some some of the information that you've released to the public thus far. Yeah. So um, originally, when we first started routine, we we I made the mistake of saying um, what my inspirations were in terms of uh, game genres, and uh, I was very inspired and in playing a lot of uh, roguelikes back then. And which is kind of like a really um, hardcore sort of game where you only have one life. Hmm. Uh, so when you die, you have to start from the beginning again. Sure. But things were randomized each time. So it was a new experience each time you played it. That's cool. Yeah. So it's a really, really um, awesome uh, uh, genre that's kind of underappreciated, but also quite niche because of the hardcore nature of, of, of the genre. Um, so I was quite inspired by that, but I, I wasn't necessarily making a roguelike game. Um, but even to this day, people think we're making a roguelike. Well, a lot of people do. And um, <laughs> so it, it's one of those weird things that we're trying to um, step away from a little bit and try not to mention that as sure. much anymore. Okay. Um, but essentially, uh, routine is a sort of, uh, it's semi-hardcore, I guess. Um, you still have the permadeath, but it's not. When when people hear the word permadeath, they think it's going to be a hard game. Um, but we want to use permadeath in a way that makes the player sort of uh, second guess what he's going to do or really think about what he's going to do, so that his choices are not so whimsical and 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 you know he puts proper thought behind what he's doing before he does it. Yeah, um, and that's why we want to run with permadeath. Um, but it's a science, science fiction horror game set on the moon, uh, very inspired by the sort of nineteen seventies vision of the future or nineteen eighties, um, uh, like the old movies, um, Alien, two thousand one, um, The Thing, the good uh, ones. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. This shit's so uh, good. Yeah, and it's strange because I'm working on uh, a game, but. Um, a lot of the inspirations actually come from movies uh, when I was started this project. So you can, I can really feel it. You know, like I can really feel the filmic qualities. I think you guys have done a fucking phenomenal job capturing that mood and tone. Awesome. Yeah, much appreciated. Honestly, no, seriously. When I watch Alien and when Ridley was making that with the crew, the feel and the atmosphere and the mood and the tone is so key to the success of that film. Without that, it wouldn't have been what it is. And um, it was, I got, a, I got freaked out when so, I think somebody <laughs> sent me that one gameplay and I was like, 
for me personally, I don't play a lot of games, and and mm. and and I've recently got back into games because they're igniting my curiosity, and and I cool. just I recently got Alien Isolation, mm. and fuck, I was getting anxiety the whole time, you know, like <laughs> I'm <laughs> like the last game I remember playing besides like Forza because I like cars, but I don't yeah. really play a lot of games. But the last game I can remember was like. And playing all the way to beating it was Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation. Ah, awesome, awesome. Which is phenomenal. It's such a yeah. fun game. But that's the last time I can remember. So games mm. as a as an experience for me have changed significantly. And and so when the mood that you guys are able to to really capture, I think that it's all about those little details. Like for me, when I see like even on the screen, there's little there's little plus signs like graphical black lines, but they're only oh, like yeah. a they're like a fraction of a pixel. But they're yeah, there. Yeah. But only a film lover would do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I understand. Like um, details, love. <laughs> well, honestly, like it's a strange thing because I'm so close to the project all the time, and I've been working on it for so long. It's really hard to see some of the things that I felt at the start. Oh yeah, um, I can't imagine. But I've got to be honest. Um, I feel like the the biggest. Um, I should say I feel I feel that audio is is honestly the meat of this project. And, oh yeah, it's phenomenal audio. Yeah, because we work a lot of the times in, in silence, you know, until we can work with um, Mick, our audio guy. He's great. And, yeah, high he, five to him. <laughs> he's honestly an audio wizard. I, I, I that guy is just. He brings everything we do to life, and um, it's hard to really feel much from the project until he puts his audio in, and it, it just transforms completely. Honestly. Yeah, imagine like watching Beetlejuice without Daniel oh, and score, or watching like no, Star Wars start without that amazing score. Mm. It's like, yeah, music is is often yeah. overlooked, but it is it is almost eighty percent of the experience. I think. Oh, it's huge, it's huge. I mean, I c- I could close my eyes and listen to something um, like Alien and get so much from it but if I just watched the experience without the audio I feel like I would lose almost all of the tension Um, you'd get a nice visual treat but it it doesn't have the impact anymore Yeah, I I feel like just without the audio you you lose so much it's so key yeah, you talk so, about being an alien fan. I think uh, you mm-hmm. probably know a bit about it as well as like when they went and first did a, a first screening of it, and the audio was wrong, and it didn't get well received. And then when they went to the right theater and had it set up properly for the full experience, then people were f- fully immersed in it. It's it's I, so I didn't key. Actually know that. You didn't know that? No, no, I didn't know that. Oh, dropping alien bombs on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super nerdy about that. I've watched no, and listened to all these commentaries and shit. I got all these books on it and stuff. It's way too way too nerdy about that. <laughs> it's just because it's really great, you know, and, and if something's really amazing, it's it's oh, worthy yeah. it's worthy of your time to study it, you know. So yeah. Yeah, I bought the um I think it was the alien like box set, uh, quadrilogy box set and it had like nine DVDs of extra content. And there was a lot of things on there I've never seen before, and I just I think I just um, watched everything I could. Like all of the, I've seen the movies so many times, but I just watched all the extras like in a in a, in a row. And, oh man, yeah, it was it was awesome. <laughs> it's a lot of information to absorb too. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane. 
such a unique project, you know. I can go mm. on and on about it. And I think it's a team, you know. I think, but I really like when I when I was ex- when I don't know who sent it to me. Whoever it is that's out there, if you're listening, thank you so much for sending me the gameplay trailer because I was like, what the shit? Like it really, um, you know, the internet's got so much information. It's got so many things that are distracting you. And if something doesn't really tr- if I don't click with something, if I'm not ready to click with something quickly on the internet, I don't give it more than like 30 seconds to maybe 60 seconds. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like the, the experience, the setup, the mood, the tone, the filmic qualities, all the little details. Like I remember watching it maybe five times right over. And over. So it's like, you guys are, you, you guys have that energy in a bottle, that lightning in a bottle, you know, which I feel oh, is. It's awesome to hear because, Obviously, like I said, we're so close to it. It's hard to really, sure. you know. It's good. Like um, the final scene in that in that in that gameplay trailer, mm-hmm. uh, where he was running for the ladder. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we was doing that in the um, uh, ourselves, and you know, we didn't really have the sense of tension. We know what what should create the tension because sure. that's the reason why we did that scene in, in the first place. You know, um, from from experience of playing other games. So I think playing the first Tomb Raider game. Uh, many many years ago, the very very first one, some of the scariest moments that. to me were were the moments where you are are climbing out of the water and yeah. you, your feet are still in the water and you just you know you, <laughs> you want to get them out as quickly as possible. It's true. And it was like recreating that sort of experience, but in a, in a different way. Yeah. Um, and it was crazy that as soon as um, Mick got involved and started doing the audio for that, it was just it transformed the scene completely. It was we could finally see why it would be a good scene and. Um, uh, and it's great to to feel that in the game as well now. So I love how it ends too. How it fades, kind of like like Doom. Isn't that kind of like Doom? Uh, Did it end like that, or is it Duke Nukem? I can't remember. One of the games when you would die, or there would be a scene transition, or like a scenario change, or something. It would end on a freeze frame, and then it would get like it would kind of like freeze up and kind of lock in that same kind of feel. And like oh, there was I, a nostalgic I think I mean, feel. Yeah, it was uh, the original Doom, right? When you die, I think it locks the screen and then it just sort like, of bleeds away. Yeah. It's off. Yeah, it's been a while. That game's <laughs> got so much tension. That I remember, oh, man, I, yeah. I thought I got yeah, carpal sure. tunnel syndrome because I was playing it so much as a kid. That's all I played. I got in trouble because I was just doing that <laughs> only on the summertime. My dad's like, dude, you need to go like outside and shit. You look, you look yellow. You're so white, you're yellow. But There was nothing quite like it at the time, right? And I like to be completely honest. I feel like there's still like um, Alien Isolation was great, um, but Alien Isolation is a whole different experience, which I love because it's it's really literally like Alien. It's the, the experience mm. of, of being there. But I feel like for me, Doom was so great because it was a world that you can explore, um, and um, it wasn't really linear. And you can you can go and you can go back to rooms and find things and create a map and see and, and it. Yeah, it was so unique. It was so unique. Yeah, and and I, I remember it to this day. I just, it was one of those amazing things from my childhood that I was obsessed with. Yeah. I remember yeah, drawing yeah. the cover and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Each uh, level in Doom, like the designs of the levels were so well done. Um, yeah. I think each one had, you know, two or three secrets that you could find. And it, it become a game in itself, just looking for that stuff and uh, trying yeah. to figure out. It's like fi- like playing Mario Brothers and finding like the mm. invisible cube that you hit your head on, you know, because you jumped <laughs> yep. too early before the mushroom or something. That's really, re- I think, when you start to create a, a symbiotic relationship with the consumer. And it's cool to know that you're privy to that and, and aware of those things. Um, mm. Because 
I always feel that we're all we're a culmination, at least as artists. I don't know if you agree with me, but as artists, we're a culmination of everything that we love, um, mm. or the things that we hate too. It just depends on how yes. you work with it. But it's your taste, you know. It's a taste oh, that I, pushes you, you know. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah. I completely agree. I think uh, uh, growing up, I had just so much um, inspiration from uh, movies, anime, and games that it's still what I do today, and and still what I love today as well and it, it formed out all my opinions and everything I'm doing in life so that's wonderful and that's so yeah. cool and you get to kind of be you get to be that child still you know you're mm. obviously different and do you feel that um this is probably something that I think a lot of people relate with is you start off as a kid and you, you become the person that's experiencing all this work without understanding all that work that goes behind it and you just kind of touched on it recently where I'm I'm complimenting your project, but you're saying you're so close you cannot tell, mm. you know, like that threshold oh, is, yeah. is, is so far. Do you feel that, um, I'm sure it's been really challenging. There's been probably a lot of challenges for you and your team. Uh, do you feel that by being basically the man behind the curtain, do you feel like the, the magic is still there for you? Do you feel energized and excited about not only your game, but other people's projects as well? Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, cool. it, it it's like it's a this project has gone on longer than um, I thought it would, um, and it definitely has taken its impact on a lot of, a lot of things. Um, you know, like um, our situation with uh, money and, and and rent and everything is is stressful and Can't uh, it's hard. But um, this 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 game is it feels almost like the start to a new life of ours. Yeah. Like when we release this, we get to hopefully. Express and create lots of um, uh, other projects that we've always wanted to do, and and routine feels like the key to that. So, it we kind of have this like weird respect for it. All you know, all of us working on it, that um, it is potentially can do so much for us. So we're trying our you know our best despite the stress or anything. It's your um, baby. Yeah, it, it is our baby. You know, like, uh, uh, and it's weird. It's. Uh, Three of you guys, right? Three of you guys. There's four of us. I mean, there's four? three of us that um, live together. Okay, um, so it's three yeah. men and a baby, like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. Let me let me have my, <laughs> let me have my fantasies. Not joking. <laughs> so um, there's four of you that are working on it actively. Yeah, um, Mick, our audio our, our audio guy. Um, he actually lives in Australia, mm. um, and he's he does freelance audio for. Um, Lots of games, um, so it's not actually part of Lunar Software itself. Cool. Um, but there's three core of us here. But without it, you know, he's such an important part. You know that. You know, yeah, there are there are four of us. You know, it's not three of us. Yeah, um, but that's I mean, dude. <laughs> but still, like, I've worked at game studios. Um, there's a lot of people active in and mm. partaking in and creating a video game. Um, there's hundreds and hundreds of people and mm. it's not like that way is wrong or what you guys are doing is right it's just mm. it's just for me i always i i really love and i think it's really amazing when a, a smaller group of very focused people can produce something really amazing and i think you guys have a really good thing going on it's a good formula <laughs> you know like it's going to be interesting to see where your child goes and, and and how it changes your lives you know and mm. 
what comes of it. I'm lis- I'm listening and studying Steve Jobs right now. I'm listening to his biography. Oh, oh it's so fascinating. Have you listened to his biography? I, I have not, no. Oh, it's really interesting. You should check it out. And anybody listening, you should check it out too. It's just really fascinating because also because we know the end result because yeah. he's a crazy fucker and he just was <laughs> bipolar and incredibly passionate and just really just living in a weird realm and, and what he was able to to produce out of pushing people past their limits basically, you know, and, mm. but the passion that he had for his projects, he treated him like his child, you know, or whatever or something, but it's, it's kind of similar. What you're saying is kind of, and I, I, I see it a lot in, in really great products and great projects and m- movies and films and stuff, the commitment, the sacrifice and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause your living situation now, you guys just kind of huddle together in a sleeping bag and, <laughs> laptops <laughs> no i'm just i'm just talking shit how I, like yeah i mean it's it's, it's a weird one like because uh, we wake up and we all just work in the front room and we've been doing this for quite a while now how long now and well um we lived apart at first and we worked on the project for a few months then and then we decided to kind of uh, get a flat together and i think it's been about a year and a half maybe okay um, if i'm correct um and it's it, but it's a year and a half of like I don't, there's not been a single day in that year and a half that we've gone out and done something. You know, we've been wow. in the house every time. Fuck. And we don't we don't have the weekends off. We just work every day. And, <laughs> and I love it. It's, it, it's good fuckers. and it's bad. You know, like, it is. It's totally bad, but at the same time, it's good. Yeah, and, and we feel like it, it, it's hopefully just the one off. You know, for this this one project, and I I I, I want to push myself. to to, to create something we all do um and if this if routine is the 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 one project we have to do that and um, i think we're all happy to do that so. that's awesome it'll pay off man i think all that <laughs> effort it, it will it's going to i think like it's weird i find that there's a there's an interesting thing in this universe like the amount of energy that you put into something as long as your intention's pure like you might not get a complete return, just depends on how you feel and mm. how you look and how much you did sacrifice, but you definitely will get something back, you know? Yeah. And that energy, people pick up on it. I mean, it's all energy, really, you know? Like, you guys mm. are just putting energy every day and, and, and a lot of energy over an accumulated amount of time that's, that, that basically personifies itself into an experience like a video game. Um, everybody will understand how much work it was or just be appreciative of it, especially if they find out it's a three to four man team, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I do have to say as well, like, um, there are four of us like core members working on it and, mm-hmm. um, but we have freelanced out one or two, uh, things to ease the load for sure. Oh um, man. Two more people. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. In any kind of help, I'm sure helps, you know, like, and I'm sure that, um, I had a couple I, I posted up that I was going to be talking with you as you knew on Facebook and mm. Twitter and stuff, just because trying to keep an active communication with everybody that's listening. So they benefit as well. And I think some, some of, uh, I think it might've been Mike who was asking about like, did you guys even, would you guys consider doing like crowdfunding, like Kickstarter, Indiegogo? And um, yeah, we, 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 we want to stay away from any sort of crowdfunding. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, the biggest issue with it for us is that um, as soon as you take people's money, they've got like a, an investment in the product. Yes. And I think people, uh, we would feel that 
we would have to constantly um, give them stuff, give them information and update them. And, and I think that's just, just another layer of stress that we just couldn't handle. Smart. Uh, you guys are smart for doing that. <laughs> I would say like to anybody that's doing Kickstarter stuff, like don't, don't do it unless like you're 85 to 90% done with it, you know, mm, then yeah. you, then you, then you're willing to risk like the 10%, I suppose, you know, but yeah, it's, it's challenging with that stuff too. And that's, a, that's really smart that you consider that. Uh, we, we, we constantly um, argue amongst ourselves about every <laughs> little matter. Sure. Uh, feasible. I, and it probably does us some, some bad uh, in terms of um, just tiring us out, but um, it's because we care so much about doing the right thing or, you know, whatever it takes to get the, the get the project done. And yeah. your intention, you know, like you guys want to make sure your intention's pure and not dil- like diluted by a bunch of people's opinions because yeah. there's nothing worse in this world than designed by committee. It's just, oh, yeah. it could just really destroy something pure and awesome. And if all you're trying to do is have like a stake and have your own voice, mm. then why would you want to ruin it by having a bunch of people oh, involved? 100%. In it? I mean, yeah. I, I worked um, in a company for about two years uh, before I, I left to do this. And um, that was my first actual, you know, proper job in the industry um i was a 3d environment artist and uh you know it it was quite quite fun to have all these people around you and um and i think honestly that's that's the thing i enjoyed the most was the people i was around and, and and what they were doing but the actual um job itself it didn't feel like i was getting to create anything of value really you know sure yeah nothing that i was in I mean, the reason why I was in the industry in the first place is to is to is to be as creative as possible and, and come up with things that I, I want to do. And when you're working in a company like that, you, you kind of you're you're adding to the bigger picture, which is absolutely great and, and fantastic. But um, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. And sure, we all have our own paths, you know. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have friends that work in big studios and they do phenomenal work, and that's oh, they yeah. feel comfortable and they feel like that's their place and that's awesome and then there's also like guys like you guys who are like rogue doing your own thing if you hear that growling it's my dog he has a chew toy and he keeps trying to play with me dude get out of here man (laughs) we all want a dog we need well i think he thinks that when i do podcasts and i'm talking to him so he's like dude like you're talking you're moving around like i have my chewy like let's play so i I apologize so if you hear him no no please squeaking and all that kind of stuff he's all being sassy but um no, definitely. I think that everybody has their own place in it. And so, uh, I got even like friends that worked at studios or even myself who find that moment where you're like, you know what? Like, I'm just helping these people look good. Mm-hmm. Like, when am I going to put my own value into my own self and my own ideas, you know? And that's really where the reality of the responsibility of that task hits, you know, because it's not easy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people I know, like you say, who who just want to be um, an artist doing one particular thing. Yeah. And that you know, if that guy can get that working in a company that he likes and is comfortable and happy, that's that's absolutely fantastic. And yeah. I love that. And um, it's I guess it's one. It it shows that I've never really concentrated on one particular um, field. Mm-hmm. So I'm never that good. At, Either one field. <laughs> You're uh, like a jack uh, of all trades then. I, I mean, I kind of have to be because the team is so small. And sure. We all do, you know, um, things that we're not that comfortable with. But That's good though. 
yeah, yeah, it's really fun. I mean, and the end result is what we're all aiming for. So sure, but then you also have the support of two others or three others, you know, to like yeah. help you keep engaged yeah. and stuff, which is great. I brought this up before in a podcast prior, but it it's about this study that I learned from a friend of mine who said that people that work in fours they have a really good probability of having a successful like attempt at something based off of the idea that one of them is the alpha leader the other one is the naysayer against the alpha and then (laughs) one of them is the follower of either one of those and then there's there's the naysayer that um there's the floater that drifts between the two of them but what happens is the uh, alpha male, and you can look at this in story too, it's really common in human characteristics and human storytelling, is that you'll have one person that thinks they're on the right path, and then once they get questioned, they have to justify their actions. And once they justify mm. their actions, it becomes more clear, and they, they can either win over the the, gr- the group as a whole, or, or it passes off, you know, like it doesn't work. And so... It's really interesting shit, though, but it's psychologically, it's proven. And that's why we work as really good in tribes and groups. And any time when you get past, like, four, um, you get into six or seven, it becomes un- unmanageable, you know? It's really uh, that's, that's strangely relatable. It's true, though, right? <laughs> Don't you find Yeah, it? no, it definitely, oh, 100%, I could relate that to what we're doing. Yeah, I think, I mean, you guys are a, a, a prime example. I, I think a lot of people that see what you guys are doing, and they also find out that it's just three people they're just like what the hell or four people they're just like what the hell like how is it possible but i think if you have four really driven individuals as you guys are like you said like you guys just work you don't go out and do other things it's just focusing on this um i think if you have that then it makes sense you couldn't do it i mean maybe you could could you do you feel like you could have done this all by yourself and uh, nope uh, yeah. but the project did start off just me um but back then it was almost like um, an environmental showcase in a sense because I didn't have any you know enough ability to do uh, the stuff any of the stuff we're doing now. Um, but it was only when we got the programmer um, Pete um, that the project could then become almost like a complete entity rather than just a strangely obscure environment piece. Yeah, what it comes from somewhere of love, which is like your love for film and mood and yeah. tone and. And all that stuff, you know, projects and stuff often come from just really interesting things. You know, I think that some of the best projects just come from an an, an inert like idea. Like, look at the character of Batman. Like, where does that idea come from? It probably comes from Bob Kane's like imagination. But at the same time, like staying up late one night, like, oh yeah, a guy dies, his parents die, and then he like wants vengeance, but. He like fights crime, like it's a solid story, you know, like and it and it's still so solid and it works so well and it's been a classic story told over time. But where does that stuff come from, you know? And it comes from an inner place, I suppose. Could you talk more about the uh, the other members? So you mentioned the homie that's out in uh, is it Australia? You said that's where yeah, Mick out? Gordon's in Australia. He's Mick the uh, yeah the audio guy. He's just doing everything um, audio. Awesome! It's a wonderful um, job too. The audio is so powerful. Mm, yeah he, he, like we don't really have a typical soundtrack in our game it, mm-hmm. you know any of the audio you hear is usually just audio that ex- should exist in the world perfect uh, itself yeah um, there's, there's a few obviously uh, moments where we'll we'll break that rule a little bit but only to increase the sort of feeling that we're going for you know, in a very subtle sort of organic way hopefully um uh yeah mix just 
yeah, he, he's such a, a, a knowledge base and, and he's a massive Alien fan as well. He's got a huge uh, uh, Giger tattoo on his arm. Um, so. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Giger's and, uh, face or his like one of his arts? No, no. Yeah, yeah an Alien tattoo. Uh, it'd be so funny if he just had Giger's like face. <laughs> Just like yeah. his portrait, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be oh, like super a... punk rock if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, a unique looking person too. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a very unique person. Yeah. Um, and Gemma is um, uh, another artist um, who, well, I mean, it's weird to say that um, any one of us is just an artist or a programmer or an audio guy because we're all sort of involved in the indie design so much now. Sure. Um, at the start, it was just kind of me, but but it kind of like you said before. Um, as soon as we have people to bounce off, it it becomes so useful to to almost um, reinforce each choice we're making. Yeah, and and you know one of us questions it, and the other, and, and we've got to back it up and and really figure that out properly. And and design now is just it, it's become a lot more solid since since we're all being able to live together and brainstorm together. So that feels great. Um, but Gemma is um, an artist. She's she's um, a very new artist, actually. She's sort of um, she's still in the junior stages of of doing um, learning. You know the whole ropes of game art. Um, but she's a super quick learner, and she's doing a, f a phenomenal job. A much quicker learner than I was when I started. So awesome. Well, she probably has great teachers too. You know, and being <laughs> saturated in the environment too. You know, it's got to help a lot. That's awesome. So she's and, helping out with what, like building out textures and setting up. Uh, yeah, making uh, lots of uh, models. Basically, the majority of the three um, D assets that you'll see in the game are actually done from Gemma. Awesome. Um, I like the style I, too. It's really cool. And I'm I'm involved more of like um, in terms of the art anyway. I'm involved more of the actual environments and scenes, putting them mm -hmm. together and making those lighting uh, and stuff, the setting. Yeah, yeah, all that, all that stuff. What are you guys building it in? Is this Unreal? Unreal? Yeah, it is Unreal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the Un Unreal's engine is amazing. Mm. We're using the. Sadly, um, we started using Unreal Engine three, and recently Unreal Engine four had just been made. Uh, you know, it's, it's now available for the public, which is we we can't really switch over to it. We're too far into development at this stage. Sure. Um, but it's a super awesome. It's a engine. big jump. Yeah, I think three to four is a pretty significant thing, huh? Mm. Oh yeah, huge, huge. Pretty crazy um, shit. And Pete is our programmer. Um, How did you uh, meet Pete? Yeah, Pete's. Uh, I just met him on a website called ModDB. Okay. It's it's like a a website for uh, mods for games and independent games. Uh, it's a developer website. It's not really a consumer thing. Hmm. And um, there's a forum there where he posted a little video of a project he was working on by himself and. Um, and I was super impressed by it. It looked great. And he, even from this small video, even though he's just a programmer, he had this strange sense of um, uh, quality bar that he, he was trying to reach with it. And, and awesome. you could see that in his work. And you felt it. Yeah, and we just um, got talking. And we actually started off doing a skill trade. So I was doing art for his project, and he would program for our project. Perfect. And... We actually met at a a game developer conference in the UK, and um, we all got on really well. So um, we, you know, invited him to join the pro uh, company Perfect, properly, man. and that's when we moved together. Not long after that, so 
I think that's that's really amazing, and I really love that you're willing to um, acknowledge that you can't do it all on your own, and you're willing to share a piece of the pie to get it done. You know, mm. uh, I think a lot of people that I know are just even myself. Uh, I, in the beginning of things, I feel like they're so precious. I don't want to share them. You know, <laughs> uh, super golem moments. You know, and oh yes, yes. But I think it's man, you just get if you can pick the right teammates, you can just make one of the most epic experiences and such a great journey if you could share it with others you know and it gets done faster and it gets done way better because you're allowing somebody who's better than you to help you know like your yeah your biggest weakness they can help with their strength you know oh yeah 100 percent um i feel like before we all got together um i actually used to work with another programmer and and he was a super super hard worker i mean still is um and we worked together for about seven years, I think, just doing small things on our own um, while we were, you know, um, learning and getting jobs and stuff. And we worked really well together, but we both had this um, personality which made us butt heads constantly. Mm. Um, yeah. We were both super passionate, but super, um, I don't know, there was something about us that we argued constantly and it was very detrimental to the project, sure. to anything we worked on. Um, but with, with Pete, um, we just have this good flow, you know, where we, we, we can go back and forth with each other much easier. That's awesome. And, um, and yeah. See, that's what um, you, you had two alphas in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's probably what it was. It is, yeah. You know, and then you're just you butting heads, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can both complement one another. It's when you're doing this stuff too, it takes so much energy and it's very mentally taxing, I can imagine. So the last thing you want to have is like emotional, like com- yes. conflict, you know? It's like, damn. Oh, absolutely. It affects the product, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. 100%. Um, there's so many days where we'll just be, we'll just be uh, burnt out and it'll be hard to do anything fully creative. And those days you just have to settle for doing something more technical and just, you know, getting stuff done on, on the side. And they're not fun. Yeah, uh, but it's getting it done. Yeah, yeah, it's getting it done. But you, you, there's a lot of um, work I'm doing. So... Um, Lots of little things in the game, like um, signage that would um, maybe they would express something in the world. So, for instance, um, I did a some confiscation forms, for instance, and these forms had to feel like like they should exist like this, and all the information on it should exist like this. And it might seem like a really small thing, but um, like getting all that information right and correct and it feeling real was just a you know a huge taxing thing and when you have to do that all the time it creates it, it creates a lot of um creative stress for me personally um because it's not my comfort zone yeah it's taxing and, oh yeah and there's there's those days that i have to do when i'm you know ready to do it <laughs> save the energy for it yeah for sure how do you so do you have a a plan? Do you do? You, are you a planner type? Do you have lists? Do you itemize oh, yeah. your day? Do you break it down into like what's your process for getting well, things um, done? Because everybody has a different way. But obviously, if you're if you're being efficient mm. and stuff, that's how you get big projects done. Yeah, we we kind of we it depends on the milestone we're on. So um, let's just say we hit a milestone. Now we'll have a big meeting about what we did in that uh, last milestone. Um, and where we think we should go next. And we tried to keep the milestones no longer than two weeks because 
you start to get a little bit floaty after after the two week mark. And, yeah, and you just kind of waste time doing random things, and and we have we have constant you know talks and stuff throughout the day because we're in the same room. I mean, we 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 have to <laughs> talk about what we're doing and get feedback and work together with it all the time. Sure. But um, uh, we try to keep things in two week deadlines. Um, and me personally, um, we all have different ways of doing it. But me personally, I, I usually have to have this big list, and I'll try and separate things. I, I always put like little numbers next to certain tasks about how how difficult it would be for me to mentally do that. <laughs> and, That's and, good. And, and I'll like just go through them in that way, and uh, depending on how I feel in the day, um, I'll, I usually I usually save like something really good to do at, at you know the last thing in the day, so that when you wake up. You, you, you. Sorry, when you go to sleep, you feel really good about yourself. You, sure. you just done something really nice, and when you wake up, you, you know, um, you get to start the day fresh, doing something new, uh, feeling good. That's wonderful. I think that's a very smart way to do it because if you if you set out to have these little complemental moments of accomplishment and you accomplish those things, you're gonna feel so much better than yeah. having like a hundred daunting tasks and just taking on too much. I relate it almost to food, you know, like <laughs> if you try to eat like this whole meal all at once, you'll get sick. You got to like break it down and then <laughs> like, you know, give yourself dessert at the end, like make, yes. but save room for that, you know, like, but. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for very, sure. Very similar, but that's very smart. There's this book that I recommend all the time called Eat That Frog. Uh, mm. My friend uh, Anthony Jones referred me to it and it's been a really good big game changer for me but you're basically doing what he's preaching without even oh. knowing it which is awesome i don't know if you've read it no, i've never heard of it so you're doing it like basically his whole thing is that you should do the hardest task at the beginning of the day if you mm. can while you have the energy and then treat yourself to something at the end but all th at the same time he will itemize his the list of importance from like a oh. to a to e you'll like list and whatever is like a a list priority you have to tackle that first yeah. and yeah oh yeah, yeah. That, that's the awkward thing when um i have to work on things uh with the with uh, pete um that requires both to work together back and forth and it's always awkward because um there's a little bit of a waterfall effect um when, when we're waiting for each other so it, it's nice to um get those out of the way as quickly as possible because they're kind of stressful sure. and a little bit awkward to deal with. Um, but yeah, I, I think those numbers and, and uh, listing it in certain um, difficulties is, is, has been a huge help. Yeah. How, how would you get it done if you didn't have yourself organized, you know? Yeah. Organization oh, yeah. is so key. I think that really separates a successful person from a non-successful person really. <laughs> That I've noticed, you know, if you're oh, like yeah. a whole, if you're like a huge mess and you don't have anything organized, your your ideas and thoughts, like, good luck getting that finished, you know. So it's, yeah, it, it, yeah, it would be um, uh, quite hellish to uh, of not using not using this system. Um, I think when we first started the project, it wasn't like this at all. Um, it was much more up in the air because the project felt a lot smaller back then. So. Uh, Anything that we were doing was contributing to the final project we thought, so it would be okay. And it's, it was a really bad way to work, and we lost a lot, a lot of time at the start of the project. But it's nice now to to have some structure and, and feel the progression constantly. Sure. Um, that's much better. It's like a little race, you know? <laughs> How, how's, the race, how's the race going? Do you guys feel like you're getting 
about halfway or do you not want to say or oh um, definitely definitely past halfway oh cool that's got to be amazing then because i think the first few miles are the hardest really i would imagine you know yeah and, and the very last few i think I've sure <laughs> yeah. not yet, so getting sure, it all done yeah i keep hearing about the last bit <laughs> have you sounds... seen that documentary indie game have you seen that yeah i have i have yeah. seen that yeah, yeah. this is what you're doing kind of reminds me of the characters in there <laughs> which sounds some because like especially those meat brothers guys i think yeah, yeah. the super meat bros whatever yeah, yeah. um but you know good on them for sticking through it and making it happen and doing oh, it because i guess uh for me would like with things like steam and all this stuff um and all the xbox stuff like i don't know what platform you guys are planning i don't know if you can release that stuff um yeah yeah we're 100 percent releasing on steam cool so um, yeah sorry it's an amazing thing though like that resource you know oh it's insane yeah it's without that um we wouldn't feel uh confident at all right now with with you know post routine finances or anything could you explain yeah. what Steam is to people? Because I, I don't know if everybody would know. I have a basic understanding of it. Yeah, so Steam is uh, basically the largest distri- uh, digital distribution platform there is. Um, for games uh, and stuff. Yeah, for games, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've, I think they do a few movies now, but not many. Not many. Just yeah, it's mostly focused on games. But the cool yeah. thing about it is that you don't have to necessarily be under like the Sony umbrella or yeah. to make a game, you can be anybody really and if you have a decent enough game you can put it up on this platform right yeah um well it used to be very very closed off to the public um it was actually really awkward to get on hmm. um and there was one game in particular that um didn't actually get allowed on the platform and it caused quite a quite a bit of controversy because the game itself was really good but the curators and the people who was looking at it on steam end didn't quite feel it you know he wasn't it wasn't quite right, hmm. um, but this sparked a massive change in Steam. Uh, oh, they're which, like the gatekeepers. Yeah, so um, they actually created this thing called uh, Steam Greenlight. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, I don't know. I'm not I'm not super familiar with it, but I'm fascinated yeah. by this stuff because I really feel like gaming is the future of a lot of things that I'm interested in. <laughs> so yeah, right. so it's, they created this thing called Steam Greenlight, which is kind of like a a way to curate games that get onto Steam through the public itself. Mm. So, so the public have more control over, over what games get released on Steam um, by like, you know, uh, um, answering a few questions, you know, upvoting a specific game. Um, it does kind of become a popularity contest um, in a lot of ways. But again, that's, that's the case with, with games or with any media anyway. Um, uh, because there will be a popularity contest uh, somewhere down the line. You know, whether it be when you're selling your game, whether it be trying to get some, you know, eyes on your game itself, um, or just get onto a distribution platform. <clears throat> it like evens it, it evens it out though, which is wonderful. Mm. And, and people, fans, and everybody can can own a, own a piece of it, which is awesome. You know, they can mm. they can own a piece of routine by supporting it and, and all that stuff, which I find to be awesome. You know, and they can support yeah. your living. You know, and and you know, when you get crowdsourcing, uh, you get if you, if you get you know, let's say a hundred thousand eyes on it, um, and let's say fifty percent of them buy. You know, like that's good odds. You know, and that's oh yeah, it's crazy. It's great, and that's life changing stuff. And that's only like a hundred thousand. You know, like imagine more mm-hmm. and stuff. So, and if you make a great, great quality product, you know, there's no reason why somebody won't buy it and purchase it for the experience. Yeah, you know? it was quite overwhelming actually. Um, 
when Steam Greenlight got announced, we weren't actually going to um, put it on there straight away. Um, we didn't know the the impact that that system would have. Um, but I think it, it was it got launched in the afternoon, and I think we were actually watching Indie Game the movie actually that day. And um, it was late in the afternoon. We thought, you know, we should probably put it on Steam Greenlight our, our project because uh, it would probably be really beneficial. And um, we knew that we wanted to get on Steam. We just thought we'd do it the old-fashioned way. Um, so we, we put it on Greenlight, and within two weeks, the first batch of Greenlight games got announced that Steam chose, and it was like the top ten. And we were actually uh, one of those games, and it was awesome. really cool to have that. I think it was we got over two hundred or three hundred thousand votes. Awesome! Put on. Damn, so, dude. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. it was absolutely crazy. Um, and obviously that spawned a lot of um, kind of um, eyes on the project. A lot of people knew about it then. Sure, yeah. and that turned up the stress and the pressure for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine, I that, you know. Yeah, it, it, oh yeah, hundred um, percent. The 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 feeling of stress is is very uh, a very day to day thing. Um, when we first um, planned to release our um, teaser video. The very first one, um, we all had little bets about you know how many views do we think we'll get on on on, on YouTube, and uh, just just a bit of fun you know, um, and I think on average we thought it would be six thousand views, and because our friends actually released a trailer recent um, a bit before us, and uh, who were also working on a really cool cool game. What's the game um, called? Uh, Ether One. They've actually released their game. Cool. Uh, now. Congrats and, to them. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, um, and uh, they got about sixteen thousand views, I think. Hmm. And we we're like, yeah, six thousand views, that would be, you know, awesome, you know. And uh, I think within the first week, we had about two hundred thousand views. Fuck. And we, we just, our mind just <laughs> exploded. <laughs> we didn't quite understand why. People resonate with all that work, man. But the awkward thing is, is that we actually showed the project like almost as early as you could show a project at the start. Because we always felt like we'd have to slowly build up this, you know, like community or, you know, this this PR, this this interest in the game, very slowly build it up. But it exploded very quickly for us at the start. Yeah. And now people are always on our back that it's taken so long. Ah, uh, shut up, fuckers. <laughs> Be patient. Go play something else. <laughs> and, and and they 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 always leave messages like still waiting still waiting yeah well, and they, i'm like honestly we're, we're still still waiting too yeah you guys are still working hard you know so yeah, yeah people are impatient and they were like <laughs> it's almost like when say somebody becomes a fan they feel that oh, now i'm a fan so now i'm 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 a part of like the obligation like hurry up yeah, and, <laughs> and that's the issue with um the worry about crowdsourcing for me sure like yeah I've been really thinking about it too because I have a project that I was really considering, but I'm like, man, how can I physically like just pay for it myself or, you know, team up with my buddy on it and stuff. So, but just the thought of the pressure, I think it might ruin the project. So it's probably better just to Mm. keep it on the down low and just keep grinding through it. Um, Yeah, some people can handle it. And I'm yeah, just not one of those people. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I would worry that the pressure might destroy the actual outcome. You know, I might compromise or mm. maybe not. I don't know. 
or maybe I, cause I'm sensitive, you know, like I'm an emotional, <laughs> like I think almost all artists are, I think you have to be in order to be really attuned to what people like and what they don't like, because you're almost more sensitive to things. And if you have a bunch of people like complaining or talking shit about your baby, oh, yeah. it, it'll hurt, you know, and it's yeah. like, that's the last thing you want to deal with, but yeah you always remember the negative things yeah it's really unfortunate you know like uh i think there's been a couple of experiences where it's just been a phenomenal amount of amazing positive energy in this site that one thing out of like thousands and thousands like that one bitchy comment i'm like you motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time like um it's kind of good to have that in there to keep your feet grounded i suppose you know yeah to remind yourself that you're not perfect. What you're doing isn't perfect. It mm. can always be better. And mm. to be thankful for the times that you do have with the, the creatives that are making cool stuff with you and stuff, you know, because oh, like you said in the beginning, it's really about the people, right? You know, like mm. that experience with the people. Yeah. A lot of people sometimes say like, when I, when I first quit my job, they're like, you're risking so much. <laughs> I'm like, I don't see it that way at all. I completely don't. That's good. And I can't remember the quote now. Jim Carrey come out with a really good quote. He's got a lot uh, of good ones. Yeah, there was one thing about uh, people can fail at doing something they don't like, so I'd rather fail at trying to do something I do like or something. Yeah. I I can't remember the quote exactly, but it it feels like that all the time, you know. Then the people staying in the company that said to me, you know, I'm risking so much leaving, I I was always just baffled and a bit confused that they think that way. Um, Yeah. You're, you're programmed differently. Wayne Gretzky has a cool saying. I bring it up quite a bit, but you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And that's perfectly <laughs> that's 100% perfect. true. Yeah. And, and if anybody in this world is going to take a risk on you, it's not your parents, not your wife, it's not your kids, it's not your best friend. It's you. And you owe it to yourself, I think, to go out there and, and, and mm-hmm. have to do something for yourself, you know, to make something yeah. of what you're interested in. I think that's, yeah, my hat's off to you, man, and everybody that's doing it with you because, yeah, like, of course you are risking the stability of a job and all that stuff, but, man, anybody that's ever done anything awesome, I'm guaranteeing that they took a risk, man. Yeah. Mm. They had to have because yeah, how could they have done it, you know? <laughs> I think um, a year after I, I left that company, the actual company went, went bust. I know oh, it was people's jobs gone Oof, yeah man mm. that happens a lot pretty brutal yeah i don't i don't work at companies because that reason too i just do freelance mm. because i just don't I, I, hey, I, yeah i mean luckily no luckily obviously it's because of hard work and being awesome but um because you're you know such a a, a skilled artist and, and creator you're able to get those freelance jobs but it just comes from self self-sacrifice like you know like you know because you're you're we're talking about like putting in the time like we're sitting there working our asses off like while we should be sleeping while the world's sleeping like we're continuing our craft (laughs) and i think you have to you know like Mm. you owe it to yourself to to give yourself that you know i think so you know anybody that i've talked to that i'm inspired by has done that same thing too and i think that that just means that you want it you just want it for yourself more than any but anything else you know there's a lot of different reasons there's an ego there's a selfish thing but at the same time like do you feel like you're possessed like you cannot do anything other than create or make Uh, these things like yeah when when i first got that job um 
I had to live in the hotel next to the next to the studio until I could find a a flat or a house or, or something, mm-hmm. and I, and I actually had to stay there not for almost a month, mm-hmm. and I had my PC brought with me and it was set up in the in the in the hotel room, and honestly I think within about two weeks of working at the company I I started to work on my own stuff again. And <laughs> as soon as I finished work I'd go home and do that. Yeah, and that again just kind of spiraled out of control and and. I got really um, serious about making working on my own project uh, at home, but it ended pretty badly because I was I was having so much um, caffeine with energy drinks and, and <laughs> had, that's bad, dude. <laughs> you have Proplus over there. What is it? Proplus. It's Pro- actually tablets Pro-plus? of caffeine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I don't really. I don't. Um, I don't really. So I, I actually used to put those in the energy drinks. Whoa. And, yeah, and it's an extremely stupid thing to do. And <laughs> what happened is that I actually got serious, um, like, uh, I forgot what they called heart it. Heart attack? Uh, like, a, <laughs> like chronic sort of um, huge migraines, like cluster migraines or something. Mm, wow. And I actually used to be really dizzy and have a few nosebleeds. And it Jeez. kind of, at that point, I, I was like, you know, I, I kind of have to choose one or the other, which is one of the reasons why I left the, the company and pursued that. And I don't have the caffeine as much anymore. The doctor yeah. actually said that I should never even drink tea anymore. But, hmm. that's but you're addicted, though. What is the what's the tea that's really kind of like? There's a there's a there's a brand that everybody loves in the UK. <laughs> I think so, um, so, so the tea it, or something it, like that. You, you got different sort of people. Uh, oh, you're, you're talking about uh, is it Twinings? Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a Yorkshire tea. It's oh, just, okay. <laughs> all the tw- the twenty guys are like, dude, bleh, that sucks. You know, I'm just, I know, I know. <laughs> just taking t- sides, but yeah, no, I, I'm o- I'm okay with any tea to be honest, as long as, as long as I can put milk in it. Oh, okay, so that's what you do. You heat up. Is it? Do you heat up the milk or is it no, heated no, no, water? No, just, yeah, just just do the tea the thing and, and then put a little is, bit of milk in the end. It's important the uh, order good. which you put the things, but sure. milk is always always last. Always last, right? So it doesn't curdle and stuff. Yeah. Okay. You ever have Thai iced tea? You ever have that? I I love it. Yeah. Hey, iced me tea too. Is fantastic. Yeah. Thai iced tea. I'm like that's the only tea I drink. But I don't like um, talking back about con- consuming um, like caffeine and stuff. Like I I, I miss that train. I really wanted to steer away from that. Even alcohol too. I didn't really bother with that because mm. I didn't want it. I guess I'm just more of a control freak. I didn't want anything to hinder my attention or something. You know. Or maybe yeah. I was worried about like. The health defects, uh, health de- health effects, you know, like the issues that it can cause you. But yeah, and that's, that's good I that you're stopped, though. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really um, bad as well because when you have the um, energy drinks or anything um, too much, that you become more burnt out the next day and next day. So any bonuses that you got on that one day, you're going to start losing stuff on the next day anyway. So it almost evens out, you know, um, that in a normal day you could pace yourself really well and every day you could be productive but in an energy drink day it's like you you burn yourself out one day and then the next day you, you take a hit for it and yeah i always felt like that with me anyway so which is one of the reasons why i don't do it as much anymore yeah yeah it's it's gonna throw you all off and stuff how's your work-life balance now are you able to oh it's completely shit still but um, <laughs> it kind of has to be well, how old are you project. I'm 29 now. Okay. Well, you're going to start feeling it soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Gemma and Pete are much younger. Oh. Not much younger, but they're, you know. My body younger. started to hurt around 28. 
I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> my back. Like, dude, what the hell is going honestly, on with my back? Uh, who said this? Someone said it once. I can't remember. Um, but honestly, I feel like my um, my body just breaking down every day that I sit here. <laughs> I, I genuinely feel. Yeah, know, sitting's not good, man. It's, it's bad. It's not good to sit. We're not naturally made to be sitting like we do um, yeah. all the time. I, we're not made to do one thing all the time. That's the shitty thing because when you work, it's like I wish I could just have a, a desk that fit a neutral stance. There's like, there's I I envy people that have the standing desk with the treadmill. I'm like fuck. I wish I oh, could wow. do that, man. I can't sit there and draw. And, <laughs> can you imagine sitting there drawing with this fucking thing? And you're just walking. I guess I could, but but then you're <laughs> then you're really getting a, a bit of an activity going on. Your blood yeah, is at least coursing. But yeah, I was thinking about getting a standing desk. You guys have that? No, no, no. We're all sat down like lazy bastards. Dude, you're getting your butt, dude. I also heard that if we sit a lot, we get prone to colon cancer. Oh god. Yeah. I'm fucked. Sorry, language, but <laughs> no, we're all fucked if we're sitting down <laughs> all day long. It's funny too, and it's not funny. It's ironic and and sad though. But all these cases are coming out from the business force of the world that you know oh sit in the desk sit in the office and people are going no don't sit like stand and now people are probably gonna be like do a bit of both and it's like oh shit so i was considering thinking about getting one of those uh standing desks that are electronic yeah, yeah. so you can change like oh okay i've stood i've stood for 45 minutes now it's time to sit for 30 <laughs> minutes and then back to standing. that'd be really cool um i don't know what it would be like to stand up and work though i've just never done that do um, you do you use a cintiq as well in the monitor or how, like what's your setup no, I just have, um, well, actually, uh, the girlfriend, uh, Gemma, actually, my partner, and she bought me an Intuos 5, I think, for my birthday. Oh, very years, cool. And I've been using that. Yeah. Uh, How do you like that? Oh, it's it's great. I mean, I've honestly, like, um, I used a really bad tablet for a long, long time. So <laughs> any anything that was above that, even in the slightest, was a massive bonus. And I feel <laughs> like um, I don't deserve a Cintiq because I don't, you know, I'm not at a skill level that requires that, you know, like, um, Oh yeah. People, a lot of I, people have that problem. Yeah. I just, I just, unless I'm, you know, using it every day in, in, in its, in its most potential, you know, take it using the most, oh, bloody hell, my, my, sorry, I just saw Pete leave the room. He's sneaking out. Oh, what's up, <laughs> man? You can join in too. Anybody that wants to join in, that'd be awesome. Oh, I think they're, they're too shy. Yeah, I think Pete's gone to eat and Gemma's, uh, probably too shy yeah. uh, okay well yeah props to everybody because i mean it's obviously it's i know that you mentioned you had created the the original thing but you know like it's the project it is what it is because of your group effort you know yeah awesome. the i i think the, the original uh, goal was just to make something something and finish it completely on my own because i've done so many projects that never got released that um i wanted to make sure that i concentrated on something that was truly you know, interested in and passionate from a very personal stance, and and because I grew up just loving things like uh, 2001 and 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 Alien and such, that I should I should choose this because it's never wavered. My love for that genre has never wavered. So I felt like I could, I could see this project through. Um, but it was nice to get everyone else and and, and evolve the, the project into what it is today. Yeah, man. It's, 
it's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, you'll have to give high fives for me. I'm, I can't reach all the way over there. I have long arms, but they don't go that far. So that's just really cool. I know I'm full of compliments, but I really feel that when somebody does something great and they they're they're sacrificing, putting themselves out there, like these are the things I think. At least for me, when I get praise or love from a random stranger, it helps because I go, man, you know, like when things were really tough, you're like man, at least. At least Ash thought that was pretty cool, you know. <laughs> you know, like it, it just kind of helps, you know. It's fuel for the soul, and I think that it just you know, when it's genuine, it's really coming from a genuine place too. And when it is genuine, I think it, hopefully it helps, you know. Oh, it, it's huge. I mean, um, the kind words and praise you've 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 given us is just extreme motivation. You know, I've been a big fan of your work for quite a while, so um, it's it's, awesome. it's, it's insanely. Uh, uh, humbling to to receive such such love i guess and, the uh, circle of life <laughs> there's some lion king shit right here man <laughs> no it's really great and i think that's really important too i i've been really trying to think about ways of um reaching out to artists or my heroes basically people that i really admire and even just sending them a quick email and just like you know thank you so much you know like that's all like i don't want to bug you or anything i just want to say thank you for doing the work that you did that inspired me to do this stuff you know because like we say we're a culmination of everything you know like yeah sure of first time watching 2001 or the first time watching alien and and the obsession later on the star wars and all that kind of stuff you know and and i think passing along that love from a genuine place really is good you know it's Mm. um it's nice to speak to someone who's a a genuine big fan of akira as well because most people i know don't seem to see the potential in Akira. I mean, what the, the hell? It's, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, Akira it's is a masterpiece, man. It's a modern day masterpiece. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's insanely. It's just every time I watch it, there's there's. It's like I I experience it for the first time. There's always something new to oh, to, yeah. to, to, to to see. Um, Sadly, you know, I've, I've never actually read through the all the mangas, so I've got that to look forward to. It's a huge. I mean, it's a, it's a commitment. It it takes yeah. it takes a long time. It's over two thousand pages. When we was when I was at university, um, there's a good few of us that were, were huge fans, and um, what we did is that we we bought like a, an issue each. Oh, that's cool. We just, yeah, we'd all like you know. I think it's nine. Is it? Is it nine? There's Books. six of them. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Six. Um, and we bought an issue each. And we all, you know, one person would have them first and then <laughs> next person would have them. But um, I think we only got about four and it, they were about 20 pounds, I think. In the yeah. UK. Yeah. And Brand new. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I made sure I got the first one. So I always had like the, the very original. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, they, they're, they're, they're insane really i I couldn't i get overwhelmed i really feel like shit after i go through the manga because the manga is so powerful and it's got like the the film the film is a wink basically of the world that he (laughs) created in the manga it's there's so many more characters there's so many more dynamics that are happening not to say that the anime is not amazing it's just they're just they're two completely different things but they're the same connected but they're just completely different masterpieces of their own right yeah 
Yeah, don't get me started on Akira, man. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you. I know you talk about it quite a lot, so yeah, I, I don't want to touch upon it too no, much. No, no, but... no. I'm just, I'm just giving you shit. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I love Akira. Everybody that listens to the podcast knows. And if you listening and you never seen it, like shame on you. Like stop yeah, yeah. listening to this stupid podcast and go freaking watch some Akira, <laughs> or no, go I, read I, it. I'll yeah. put him in the shit, but Pete has never seen Akira. Wow, and man, you got it, Pete. It's, what the fuck? You know, Pete is 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 not watched many movies, many anime, much anime or anything. He's he's, he's very um, uh, new to the world, quite yeah. honestly. That's great, though. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of things to look forward Good. to. Yeah, you you lose your virginity at a later age. You're <laughs> you're ready for it. You know, like you're prepared. You're mentally ready for it. You know, you can. Um, comprehend the Yodorowski ending of Akira, you can kind of figure when, it out. <laughs> when I, um, I can't remember how old I was. I must have been about eight hmm. years old. And I was staying in this um, person's house. I don't even know who it, who it was. Um, I had a very weird childhood with, with living a lot of different places. Hmm. And I was in this like very small room and they had this TV, this very small TV, like on top of the closet that was on. And um, it must have been a very early showing, but it was um, actually showing Akira on it on on the TV. You know? Oh wow! I was, I was about eight years old, and it actually the scene that was on. I I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it, which would be crazy. But um, it was on the end scene, you know, with Tetsuo. Yeah. And oh, I, was, I was I was sat there on my own in bed I was watching <laughs> this thing, and it's the first time I've seen any anime or oh, anything wow. like that. And it, it blew my mind, and from that point onwards, I was always looking for this. I didn't know. I didn't know what the name of it was. Sure, yeah. And I was looking for it everywhere, and uh, and it was great when I finally found it. Once I think I swapped some games for it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was. It's just. I think that watching Akira like that for the first time. It's a love it's thing. Strange. It's yeah, funny yeah, that you it, mentioned the time and place and the environment because I, I remember once, it so vividly. When somebody talks about, you know, I met my wife for the first time and I fell <laughs> in love with her. It was the uh, fucking the bench over by that park thing that was over there, and the sun was out and blah. Like it's the same kind of funny thing where it's very, really true when you find the first time I watched Batman or the first time I found a porno or the first time I watched Akira. It was like that same where you remember sitting there in the feeling of that surrounding who you were at that moment. That's how powerful it is, you know, yeah. and either it hits you or you, it doesn't, I think it doesn't work for everybody. I think it's a very unique thing, but I still regard it as a masterpiece. I think 100%. if you, yeah, if you, if you don't acknowledge that, I, then, then you'd throw like half the genius out of like, you, you wouldn't like any Kubrick films. You wouldn't like no. even really Scott films. You wouldn't get any of that stuff because they're all, for me, they're all very, connected in the higher level of community visual visual communicative arts and uh yeah otomo is just a special dude man he's a very special dude i hate him i hate him so much (laughs) (laughs) he's such a unique guy man that guy had some crazy work ethic man yeah i just i I don't understand that people can't some people can't see that it's in my opinion just another level above of a thing just like kubrick is in the movie industry sure just a notch up yeah, it is. It's a very unique thing. I've been recently really obsessed with um, Batman Year One. See, I, I I don't read many many. Uh, you should check uh, it out. Check that out. I recommend it's, that to everybody. It's a masterpiece of its own. See, yeah. the thing is with comics for me that uh, in manga or anything, um, I I lose so much because I, I I'm so in love with the audio of of things mm, yeah. that I, I lose I 
I lose all that. And even though I would really enjoy the 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 book or anything, I I just I just don't get as Do much fake as noises. I get from <laughs> You know, when when I when I read things, um, I, I at uni I went through um, a lot of the Walking Dead comics and. Mm. Um, I used to put like soundtracks of movies on in the background, so I'd like you know something quite fitting, and try and read it with that on, and, you know, to try and help the. Sure, the that's kind of cool. That's cool. I like that. I never listen to music while I read comics. I should try that out though. But I do listen to music when I write, and not music. It's usually scores for tone and yeah, mood. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm the same. I'm much. I'm a big fan of scores for. Yeah, me too. The what's some recent scores that you love? I have a couple I'll share with you that you might like. Um, I'm trying to think, or even old ones. I mean, it's just something that you listen to on a regular. Because I imagine you probably do a lot while you're making the game. Yeah, it's, it's. I try not to listen to um, any uh, like documentaries and stuff, which is really sad because I really like them. But there's so there's so much information that I'm I'm concentrating on the documentary rather oh, yeah. than uh, than what I'm. And I'm yeah, um, <laughs> I listen to a lot of um, uh, stuff from you know the composer Akira Yamaoka. Mm-hmm. Who does yeah. stuff? For, oh yeah, okay. yeah. I listen to a lot of his stuff constantly yeah. because it has a great sort of sense of feeling. Um, I love the soundtrack of um, the Alien movie. The yeah, very of course. One. Yeah. Uh, How about actually, Solaris, you like Solaris? Uh, the Russian one or the no the, um, oh, the Soderberg the, one? I I I don't actually know the soundtrack. Oh, man, you gotta listen to that one. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously, and watch the film again because the film is really great. It's a special film. It's totally you know, overlooked by so many people. I have this weird thing with um, with games and 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 movies and anime that um, I'm starting to realize there's only so much of the great stuff left. Mm-hmm. And what I tend to do now, I'm afraid to watch them in a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> and it I still actually, holds up. It's not perfect, but it, but it holds up. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid to watch it because I know once I've watched it, it's kind of gone. You know, I've had. That first <laughs> and you know the same movies yeah. that people would um, kill me if they knew I've not watched it. That I just can't watch. I, I own the movie. I just can't watch it yet. Which, until... which movie is it? A, a few. There's quite a few movies. Honestly, yeah. I've, I've I've never watched um, quite a lot of Lynch's movies. I've never watched Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of How about Lost Highway. Stuff. That's a good one. No, I've never seen. Um, mm. yeah, I've got Shivers that I'm really looking forward to. The Cronenberg movie. Mm. I haven't um, seen that. Yeah, and and I've never seen Dead Ringers either. Okay, well, I haven't seen that either. Ah, okay. <laughs> so I don't feel so but, bad. <laughs> There's so many movies, the, though. There is so many movies. Yeah, but I, I, I just feel like um, I watch a lot of crap movies on purpose. <laughs> I don't feel any stress when watching it that sure. it's going to be gone. And it's a very weird thing. That's um, why a lot of people like to watch a lot of crap movies, though. It's like a, it is a weird psychological thing. you got to be yeah. kind of prepared. Like I don't want to sit down and watch Seven all the time, but it's a damn good movie. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. Fantastic. But it's emotionally fucking. Oh, it's a drudge. You know, it's drudgery. Oh. You know, Zodiac's yeah, yeah. the same way. A lot of movies are like that. I, I yeah, I don't I don't know. Like um, it it just it saddens me a little bit. You know, like I look at Otomo's sort of uh, list of, of things he's done, and you know, the, even though each one is absolutely amazing, like there's only so much. You know, there that I could, you know, digest. And sure. I'm, 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 I'm scared 
that the day comes where I've got nothing left to watch. <laughs> no, there's always going to be something because there's <laughs> going to be somebody that was inspired by yeah. Akira that's going to make something great. It, it, you it's know? true, it's true. And but, you're going to always, it might not be the same, but it's going to be there equally as impressive mm-hmm. in a different way, I think, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm really into anime as well, but not as much as a lot of people. A lot of people are, like, trying to turn me on to all this other stuff, and I'm really picky about anime, mm-hmm. man. Like, oh, yeah. The animation has to be good, the the acting, the setup, the mood. And if it isn't, it has to be super cheesy and I have to be okay with that, you know. Like, <laughs> and there's quite a few like that. There's this one that I love and it's super cheesy, but it's so much fun. And it's actually really original and creative from its time. It's called Cyber City Oido. Oh, I love – yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorites because it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. like cheesy. It's a Kawajiri style. Like it's fun and it's crazy and madness. Wicked cities like that too. Oh yeah, Monster City as well. And, yeah, Monster yeah. City. Monster City is a little bit crazier. The production <laughs> value is like it's like half the va- half the budget. I think of Wicked City or something. You could feel it. There's a lot of good ones around. That's like the old like nineties. Yeah, mid-90s, I think they are. And yep. Vampire Hunter D was great. Memories is amazing. Like Magnetic Rose is a masterpiece. I've never seen that. Oh, that's a fuck. You gotta watch that one. <laughs> anything like seriously, go watch that. Especially because I think you're gonna get really inspired. That means I'm. That means I'm not gonna watch it. You have to watch it, dude. You have to. It'll really push. It'll pump you up, man. Like it's I, it's for me. It's it's probably one of his best things. Uh, it's so unique, and I, I love watching. I I can watch it all the time. It's only like 45 minutes. I think it's on. YouTube even with subtitles, which is really mm. awesome. But the the spaceship design, the the it's just fucking awesome. Because you know that these guys are all really inspired by really Scott's film. You can feel it. Mm. And so you got kinda like the truckers in space happening again, but you have this really fucking ah. cool premise, man. It's like a haunted spaceship. But this is old, man. This is like back in the day before all these other things were going See, on. See, I, I, I find myself um enjoying the older anime much more than the new ones yeah um, that's where i'm at yeah have like a hard I, I time. absolutely loved the movie of fist of the north star the first one yeah it's crazy it's, it's just such a good a good movie like yeah it, they tried doing more movies of that and it's terrible uh, well not terrible so yeah, <laughs> they're fine they're watchable and enjoyable but I, they don't hold a candle to the to the original yeah that's kind of common though it's it's what happens i think with the people that create these things is they're in your position now where you're investing so much time and money and not money mm-hmm. but you're investing a lot of your effort into this thing and you're and it's this this is your child and once it goes out to the world it really changes you know it becomes a completely different thing and then once you try to go back and say okay every everybody give me back my baby and you bring it back and it's like morphed into some weird fat bulbous <laughs> fucking weird creation it's and basically it's a piece of everybody else's thing and i think it's really it blows my mind when people pull off the second movie. It, it, I, I yeah. love it. I admire it. I think it's wonderful. Um, but it blows my mind, though. You know, like I, ca- I can't imagine what George felt like when, when Empire came out. Because Empire is the best out of all of them, for my opinion. But it's also because it's the way it's set up. It's got all the risk and everything is like on, a, on edge, you know. And that's the kind of film I like. But I can't imagine after f- facing the success of Star Wars itself, you know. And... Yeah, it's, it's topping Star Wars, you know. But he's like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to direct that shit." He just passed, <laughs> he passed the hat off. He's like, <laughs> See, I, I like uh, what they did with the second Alien movie because, to me, part of the lore for me personally, anyway, or was the first movie had a, such a sense of you not knowing 
anything sure. of what's happening or what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think if they tried to go for the same sort of tension and, and, and horror that the first one went for, it would have been a lot a lot flatter in my opinion. They couldn't sure. have competed with the first movie. So no, I was really happy can't. when yeah. they when they went a slightly more action route and Yeah, well, that's it, Jim Cameron, you know, like that's James who's going at it. I think he wrote that shit in like a like a couple weeks by himself or some shit. <laughs> He's a crazy guy. That's what at least I heard. I I heard he just kind of locked himself in and, and wrote it. And he was, That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's a unique person. So it's the crazy things that it makes sense. That though it makes sense. You know, like he's really into it, and and it's not like his first draft is golden or he's gonna like. Of course, there's gonna be rewrites and yeah. compromises and stuff. That's how everything gets made. But yeah, Aliens is is fun. It's definitely fun. Like it's more of an adventure. It, it there's definitely yeah. moments. I, I part of me loves the. And we can talk a lot about this too. And I know that you're probably pulling in a lot of muse from this. Is the concept of the unknown is the scariest mm. thing? You know, yeah. what you don't know, what you cannot see, is the scariest thing. We all have an image of our own personal monster that's more scary than anybody else can create personally. Yep. And if you can do that when you're a creative person, if you're creating a world, that's the big problem I have about with a lot of films now. I feel like everything's fucking HDRI light lit from every angle, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I don't really care to see like. Godzilla's butthole, you know, like just darken that out and let's, you know, like give me the mood, you know, where's the mood, where's the tone, where's the setting, you know. I just think it's because, you know, oh, we have the technology, let's just do it. And it's like, no, I don't. This is one of those um, things that um, we come under a lot of criticism for from a lot of the general members of the public. Mm. And that's with um, how much we show and what we show um, about routine. And there's one thing that I've always hated with with the movie and games industry is how they market whatever it is they're, they're doing um obviously some some things are fine to do it that way but for things like um horror uh, movies or games um i always find that they spoil and ruin the the whole sense of finding things out for yourself yeah they, they, they really shit all over that in my opinion yeah um well, then like, it's, it's cost so much for them to make it. They want to make sure that you, like people are gonna, they're gonna yeah, sign it, on for it and stuff. Yeah, it seems like the one goal is just to build as much hype as possible. Sure, get those tickets sold, at the start, and if they enjoy the movie, that's almost like a bonus in a lot of the sense. If there's like two different teams, you know, you got the marketing team which has sole purpose of doing that, which obviously do a great job of getting the hype and everything, but sure. at the detriment, in my opinion, to the to the ex- final experience. Yeah, um, and. We we're trying to. Um, we don't have to avoid that. Yeah, because <laughs> you guys are in a great position, and you guys got to really remember this position that you're at. You have so much power, and you have the power to destroy your project or not. Yeah. And and learn from other people's mistakes or not mistakes, but like, I get why people do that. I get why like they throw mm-hmm. they show all three acts in a fucking trailer for a movie. Yeah. It's like, geez, man, like now I'm not gonna see the movie. I've already just seen it, basically. You know, like. Why would you show me all that? But I get why, because they have to pay the bills, they have to pay for insurance, they have to pay for all these people working yeah. on it. Oh, 100%. It's yeah. a huge risk, and I get it. And I still support things that I feel like I should, you know, like, mm. it's just a part of it. I'm trying to help keep things alive, for just for my own little baby uh, contribution to it. Yeah. And, but, um, yeah, it's. I think it's all about risk, you know. I think it's because people have so much to risk, that as that risk that they're hearing from everybody like we got to do this and that i think you'd really love this steve jobs thing because he really stuck to his guns about a lot of that kind of shit 
and he'd be like no like i'm gonna release it when it's ready and when i'm ready with it and then when he releases he acts like it's the best thing to humanity you know like (laughs) and it's really funny it's interesting like how well you can kind of push the human mind you know like people will subscribe to your bullshit if you Mm. uh really believe it yourself you know not to say what he did is bullshit but yeah it's it's fascinating stuff though man yeah Yeah. like uh, there's kind of like a a weird side or at least another layer to routine that we're we're probably not gonna show anything of at all you should and and hopefully when people play it they'll 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 have the kind of what the fuck moment and, i love that and, and we're betting on that quite a lot so well, let's untapped real estate in in your consumer's mind you know yeah. I, I really i recently watched a huge blockbuster movie by a big blockbuster director and there was people in there that weren't in the trailer i had no idea were in it and they just kind of came out of nowhere in the movie and i was like fuck that's great that's really cool mm. like i was pleasantly surprised and i really enjoyed it and I and 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 my hats off to that person for making that decision not to put everything in their trailer because it allowed cool. me as a as a consumer as a a moviegoer to have that moment of like oh wow like that's unique mm. oh, that's different I didn't see I didn't know he was in this or she was in this you know so I think that I think there's a lot of value in that and if you guys can really be disciplined enough to kind of hold that stuff close to one another, like to the project. I think you're going to have a better result, to be completely honest, you know? P- yeah. Pe- people I, will come along, you know? It's it's awkward timing with um, Alien Isolation coming out because... Yeah, I was we, gonna, um, we should talk about that too. It's been a common topic. Yeah, it's uh, obviously one of um, the inspirations for Routine was definitely the first Alien movie. Yeah. And when we when we started this project, um, it, you know, the Alien Isolation, there was, there was no information about it. There was no hint that that would exist or anything. And it was only after we released the second trailer, the gameplay one, that they eventually announced um, Alien Isolation. And they, they have been working on that game for like four years, I think. Mm. So they've been working on it in silence quite a lot. Um, and probably be, yeah, before Routine uh, was, was, was started. But we had no knowledge of that at all. And um, it's, it's an interesting sort of situation to be in now with... with we're releasing in a post alien isolation. You know, of, the timings of that had to, did that hurt you guys a little bit? When uh, you realized, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard. It's hard to know if it hurt us or not, because we haven't really released yet. I mean, no, not hurt. Negative, I mean, like things, when, when that came out, were you like, fuck? Oh, okay. Um, I, 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 to be honest, a little bit, a little sure, bit sad I would be. that I existed. Um, but it's a weird thing for me as well. Like I'm a massive Alien fan, sure. so I was excited to, to play the, <laughs> see the game. But at the same time, you know, I'm working on a product which directly sort of, you know, the same type of fans would want, you know, one, or, you know, either or both. You know, um, I don't think we can get enough of this shit though. To be completely honest, it's like yeah. it's like catnip for us, man. Yeah, like <laughs> and, and, that, and that's the thing. That's why I've kind of relaxed about it because sure, um, routine was never made for the you know, the mass market or the, you know, just general, you know, audience of people. It's not a mass market type of uh, game, but um, it was always aimed at, you know, science fiction sort of horror fans, very specifically. And I feel like those guys are so under, you know, um, served for, they don't have much content as it is that, you know, true fans of that genre should should appreciate both games and get some different out of each game. And, Absolutely. And I think that, the one thing we do, which in my opinion is a benefit 
to us over alien IP or any IP that would exist is is that um, people don't know what to expect. We can we can do completely you know um, new or different things in the game. Uh, whereas Alien was kind of bound to Alien's IP. And yeah, exactly. There's only so much you could do with it. And I, and I think that was the best and worst thing about Alien Isolation. Because yeah. it was great for Alien fans, but at the same time, it wasn't as great for people who wanted something new in the science fiction sure. um, or universe. So yeah. uh, hopefully that's what our, our one thing we can have a, you know... Well, it's your own space. It's your own create. Yeah, like yeah. it's your own. It's your own creation. It has its own thing, which is awesome. And that's, I think that alone is very valuable. You know, I think um, I talk about this often. You know, it's like you can only sit there so long and and try to recreate these things mm. so closely. Go make your own thing. Like go make your own alien. You know, like go. You know, George Lucas had to take a risk on himself to make Star Wars. Everybody told him he was fucking, he was batshit crazy. <laughs> Nobody believed in it. Even the actors were making fun of him on the set. You know, like this is what, who says this kind of shit? You know, and and everybody, uh, not everybody, but I would imagine ninety percent of the world around him were doubting him. You know, and mm. still pushed forward. And he's one of the most well-known science fiction dudes in our world. You know, oh, yeah. like. Yeah. You know, it's, it's synonymous with George, with Star Wars, which is one of the biggest sci-fi dramas yeah. of all time, you know? Oh, yeah. But he took a risk, you know, like we talked about, and it, and it paid off for his own self, I hope. I'm not sure. I don't know. He, he sold it to Disney. He's like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just got to that point, hasn't he, where uh, he just... I would be. I would have sold that shit a long time ago. <laughs> like, I got to get out of this fucking <laughs> drama. I feel bad for him as a person. I can't imagine. People think that they know him or they they feel like they uh-huh. own Star Wars or something. It's like, yeah, yeah okay, he can, he can ruin his own shit if he wants. Like, you know, like... Who's to say you can't? Yeah, this <laughs> is project, you know. Like, it's, it's a scary place to be. So like, it is um, such a huge public figure and 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 creator of such a big thing like that. Yeah, uh, a lot of pressure. Tons of pressure. Way more than I'd want. There's this documentary you should check out. I've been telling everybody about it. I find it to be incredibly fascinating. I think it's really well done. It's called Print the Legend. Have you ever seen it? Mm, nope. It's about the 3D printing enterprise that's really ah. starting to spike up. It's about yeah, like yeah. MakerBot and Formlabs and this other big company that's more of a conglomerate. But it's about these three different teams and the different dynamics and the changes of all these different characters and just how fucked up it gets. It gets really crazy. Um, it's really interesting. It starts slow. It, it, I gave it 30 minutes. It's like, man, this is starting slow, but it was building everything. <laughs> And once at the end, I was like, fuck. And it's, it's kept, it's stuck in my mind. And the thing I love is awesome. just how interesting it is to see how much people change. You know, it's, there's such a significant amount of change from people um, mm. and how far people are willing to sell themselves and their soul and their past selves um, in the sense of what they think they're, they're trying to accomplish, you know, and how yeah, much you really lose, intense. you lose your voice, you know, if you're not careful, you lose your soul, you lose everything, mm. you know, and yeah wonder if people are aware of that stuff it's fucking crazy shit man i highly recommend it what was it called again it's called print the legend okay it's on netflix here i know you guys got a different thing going on there but i don't know <laughs> oh, we do have netflix i just don't have anything with netflix on yeah i don't know if they have like because i know they have different shit like oh, right, friends different in canada it's like yeah. oh we don't have that i'm like what the fuck so i know that there's some kind of different laws or some shit so but it's I on netflix be- but it's it's good it's well done we don't even have a tv in Good for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be good. Yeah, T- television yeah. is such a 
time suck too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's really cool because just randomly, neither of us actually watch TV normally anyway. Like mm. none of us actually like TV at all. So there you go. Um, it's just a nice little. I like thing you guys. <laughs> There's a, yeah, I find myself, uh, my wife loves t- watching television and my daughter does as well. So I, in order to spend time with them somewhat, it's, we, we end up watching TV together and there's some fun stuff on there, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather be doing other things, but yeah, it's just the bonding time, you know, it's like a weird, it's weird to bond. You're like quiet looking at something together, you know, like laughing, but we, it's fun though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think that's one of the things I really like about games, um, is a lot of, um, families that I know um, have picked up some of the you know, Lego Batman games and stuff mm, and yeah. the, the really nice thing about it is that um, they're really accessible um, for, for everyone yeah. so a lot of families play it together like you know the parents and the, 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 the siblings and it's always a, a nice thing to see that when, when families are all together playing a game like that and just having a, little, having a lot of fun the Wii Feels is like a lot that more. I love the Wii Wii's fun yeah the, yeah, the Wii is fantastic we yeah. um I spent Christmas at um, my partner's um, a few years back, and uh, yeah, there was four of us playing tennis. And uh, oh, yeah, I get crazy down on games. that shit. I get fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm like calling people out and fucking talking shit. It's awesome. There's always, there's always a bit of physical violence involved as well. Yeah, well, because you're swinging your arms around. You yeah, know? yeah. So you just you're, you're like, well, one step closer is just slapping somebody in the face. <laughs> Might as well. No, I'm joking. I think that 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 playing Wii, I think, two years ago was the last bit of physical exercise I did. Oh, man. You got to get yeah. out there and do some Disgusting, stuff, right? man. Yeah, you got to do it, man. You gotta I feel like it. I need to slide around the apartment now. Yeah, you should. You should slide around like a snake. <laughs> you should at least get some sweat. Get look. Your, your sweat glands are like, I don't even know if this works anymore. <laughs> your heart's like just full of Doritos and French fries and stuff. <laughs> I think, uh, well, do you have a good diet? Uh, it's okay. It's not yeah. bad. I don't. I don't eat that much junk food. Oh, that's good. Um, to be honest, um, the Pete though, he actually goes to the gym every other day. So that's good. He's he's, he's very active now. Yeah, you should so try and cut good. out some of the time for yourself. It really helps, man. I, I don't, don't even have the money to go to the gym, honestly. We yeah. don't have to. Well, you don't like the thing is like I think people feel like they have to go to an infrastructure to do it. It's like you could literally go run around the block and. It's better than sitting, you know, or even take a walk, you know. I think it's been that long since I've been running that if I ran outside on concrete, my 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 shins would would Dis- crack. They would just dis- dis- disintegrate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like really old wood. Fuck, but you're in grind mode, dude. You'll get you'll get that balance once everything kind of hits off. Yeah, and it'd stuff. be great to be more physically active again and do some things. So. Yeah, I used to do a bit of um, uh, muay thai. Mm, cool. And that was really nice. Uh, yeah. Every time you came out of the gym, it was just, I was broken, you know, you felt physically done and it felt great. I mean, only at the start, I mean, later on you get used to it, but yeah, it always felt really nice that just being completely physically drained because you've just worked so hard and, and it's a thing that I look forward to having again one day. Oh yeah. It's an instant thing. I have jujitsu. I do, I train, oh, every, awesome. I train almost every day for two hours usually. So oh, yeah, I put in, I put in a lot of work. Well, it's like... Yeah, my body's usually always tired because we do really heavy. We'll mm. do like a active fight basically for seven to ten minutes uh, per round for, and we'll do that for an hour span. 
So it's just like back to back to back to back with different people. That must be great. It's so much fun. I love it. It's like my second love beyond like art and my family and stuff. It's a lot of fun. So are you a MMA fan? Uh, yeah, I love. I've been watching UFC since they first started, like on yeah. on VHS and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I saw some of the early ones as well. Um, I can never remember the guy's name, but there was a a crazy guy who had all these um, Jesus Gabbard? tattoos on him. Oh no, that that one. Jesus tattoos. And, I don't remember that guy. Yeah, and he, I think he fought against. Um, oh my god, I can't remember. Um, uh, Gracie. Um, Royce Gracie. It, yeah, he fought against Royce Gracie in one of the very first fights, huh. and when you could, you know, you could grab people's hair. Yeah, he actually grabbed this this guy's hair and submitted him, and the guy was huge. Oh man! And they had no weight classes back then, did they? It was crazy. They had no gloves. They had no weight classes. It was literally uh, the ultimate fighter. <laughs> yeah. It really, now it's like really a was. now it's like a very prestigious athletic sport, yeah. basically, and yeah. it's it's gnarly. It's got to like be one of the most crazy sports that we have oh, right. in the world, I think. It's as close as we get to a gladiator. It's one of those things that I feel like there's so much potential for people to be creative and, and oh, know, yeah. as, a, as a martial artist. And I think it's really exciting to watch each fight. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. It's really cool to see. That's what I love that too. That's the thing I love about jujitsu so much is like mm. it's literally chess with your body, but it's never ending. Like it literally like <laughs> a, like a black belt. Like when it's said when you get your black belt in jujitsu, like you finally know jiu-jitsu but it's your time to bring back and and learn and become like give back to jiu-jitsu basically like by having your own voice yeah, and, cre- and, and and oftentimes it takes you know up to 10 years to get a black belt you know wow. so like you could spend 10 years working on just understanding it and then you get it then you then it's time for you to understand how to create your own language you know i'm really fortunate i train with um uh, some friends of mine that I've known for a long time, and they've been doing it for such a long time. They actually know Geo is like one of the fastest black belts in the Tenth Planet system. I think he's kind of a savant. He's a uh, really amazing. He's just one of these guys that really just gets it. And uh, he's he's uh, he travels the world and does it. He does jujitsu for a living. It's really great. But it's really cool to learn with him. And all my other coaches are great. Ah, that's awesome. You should really, really nice check it out though. Your, yeah, yeah. It's really nice to have that in your diet though. Like just just that. That amount of physical exercise in a, in a sort of it's still a very creative way you know oh, yeah it's so creative it's i love really it cool. and it's not like punching because i don't like getting punched in the face and it's not <laughs> there's no kicking either so it's really technical yeah. wrestling so it's it's more about leverages and mm-hmm. positions and moves and it's it can be really painful um but oh, yeah at the same time like it's so well i don't know it's it's like i i i'm 31 now i started i think when i was 30 um, I really wish that I had started when I was like 20, you know, like, yeah, I always but, feel that I always feel yeah. like I wish I started martial arts when I was younger. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just didn't have the consistency, but I should have, that would have been, it would have been a lot of fun. Also, also exactly. I didn't have money, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> money helps. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I think, I mean, if you ever consider it, I'm always like preaching people oh, yeah. trying out jujitsu because I think it's, I think the one thing about stuff like jujitsu is that, um, it's exciting, you know, I want to go and, and, and and be a part of it whereas just going to the gym oh, it doesn't that. feel yeah, yeah, feels yeah you're just like pushing weight around it's like what's the point i mean unless yeah i'm the same exact way plus i don't it's weird maybe i'm a dick but i don't like there's a weird thing that happens in the gym like people are really weird in the gym. <laughs> and I, I like to look at them but then i'm like man i'm like one of those guys that goes to the gym and they're just really fucking weird and like there's the dudes that lift the weights and they walk around like they can't 
like they they can't touch their fucking butt and shit and this is like it looks like stupid clowns i'm just like dude what the fuck is going on here so that's just me being cynical there's there's a lot of really great people that go to gym and shit <laughs> yeah, <nice. laughs> like i gotta save my ass i'm sure like, <laughs> yeah. people are like fuck you it's yeah. watching how dig how, how deep you dig that yeah i'll dig that hole i don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> i have opinions about some things no no it's good it's good it's good to be opinionated i think i don't know i think having a physical physical outlets really saved my life this year as far as like my stress level then again though i did start i did go to my first jujitsu tournament and that was like one of the most crazy stressful experiences of my life (laughs) so i was like oh my god like this is the craziest shit you get the heart racing oh god yeah like my adrenaline dumped it was crazy and (laughs) and, uh yeah it was really cool man it was yeah it's really good it was cool it was cool to like represent for my my family, my jujitsu family and stuff and you know, That's all really the stuff awesome. that they taught me and learning it and stuff. So there's something yeah. very exciting about competing. Like the, the rush oh, yeah. that you get, the 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 racing heart and yeah, I just I used to actually um uh compete in gaming actually. I used to be a professional gamer quite a few years back before I got into game development itself. And uh, I was actually sponsored by Intel to compete in tournaments around the world. Awesome. Uh, and I've always been pretty competitive, so it was super exciting and uh, a childhood sort of fantasy that actually came true for a little bit, which is really cool. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's we- and nowadays it's just gotten super huge, the esports scene. Yeah, it's, I was watching this documentary on the road to Worlds or something with the... Uh, oh, Riot Games. Yeah, the League of Legends. League of Legends thing. That was like, what the hell? I don't have a clue about any of that stuff. So I'm watching this going like, what the fuck? (laughs) There's like a whole stadium of people and like they're playing video games. And I'm watching the video game like, what the fuck is happening here? Like I can't make sense of anything. Yeah, in in, in Korea, it's almost like the national sport, you know. It's absolutely yeah, it's insane. crazy. Yeah, they get really serious about it. I, I know for League of Legends, from what I've heard, like it's a, it's a real big deal over there. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. crazy. Oh, it's huge, huge. Like a national pastime or something. Yeah, it's I was crazy. much more of a big fan of uh, when I competed. I, I was playing a game that's very similar to Quake. Mm, Quake is sick. I remember that. Yeah, I used to play one v one matches. Mm. Uh, that game's addicting. Yeah, I love Quake. It's it was like so 007 on crack. Because <laughs> 007 was so much fun. Oh, it was great. It was I was addicted great. to that game too. Fuck. Yeah. See, that's why I don't play games because I get addicted to them. Yeah, I, I got, I got jujitsu. I got art. I got all these projects. I got movies and all this client stuff and my family. Like, I just can't. I can't put good games in the middle of there. All this all turned out to be like just. They'd be like, "Where happened to Ash? What happened to the podcast?" <laughs> uh, he's fucking video games. He's just fucking lost. See, that's one thing I like about movies and over games is that you, you know your commitment in the movie is, sure. is two hours long usually a maximum you know yeah uh, for the most part anyway whereas a game it can go on a lot longer than that oh yeah sometimes... and i suck too i don't it takes me forever <laughs> to beat but like dude i i think i'm in uh, two hours into alien isolation i like gotten out of a couple of rooms or something you know like <laughs> i'm like lost somewhere I'm like shit where am i supposed to go like <laughs> I yeah suck. I, it, it's it's a weird one but i think <clears throat> I always find it a little bit awkward when when people try to make a game like a movie. Yeah, um, that's because, weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a really strange thing. I mean, firstly, it's a little bit confusing why you're using a, a game to do that. You yeah. know, why not just make a movie? And because I, I, we have the ability to you know interact with whatever was going on, 
So, you know, it's a strange thing when you just com almost completely ignore that. But I think the other thing is that the obvious one is is the issue of pacing. Um, when people make games, most AAA companies, they, they've got to charge, you know, a a £30, £40, I think like $60, I think, um, price tag, which is a lot of money. Yeah. But to justify that, they, have to, they end up padding out the game quite a lot. Yeah. And that really screws with the pacing that's super important in movies. Yep. And games, I don't, know, I don't think they get that a lot of the times just yet. No, it's 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 in transition, you know. Like I yeah. think for me, it's in transition. I think I feel like games are they're kind of like at least the game, the industry of the games now. I feel like it it thinks it's something it isn't, and uh, I think if people are realizing what it actually is and the tool, especially when you get into the VR world, because um, yeah. I'm I'm fascinated with that stuff. I'm mm, oh yeah, I'm absolutely getting mixed up with that right now, and I'm really fascinated by it. I think it's <laughs> Have you tried the Oculus Rift? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know um, some of the dudes over there, and, and awesome. it's, it's fascinating stuff. I really, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's, really, that's all I can say. It's uh, it has a lot of things that needs to, they need to work out, and a lot of there's still a lot of issues to figure out. Just you know the equilibrium of the you know experience of the user and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But all in all, it's pretty fucking awesome. Like, oh, it's insanely cool. It's just the way of the future. That's, you know, the, the metaverse is, is a reality. It's going to happen. That's why Facebook bought them, you know, like, it's it's just fascinating stuff. But that's really where, you know, people are going to look back at us and go, man, people used to go to these things called a movie theater and watch movies, <laughs> you know. Now you're going to have interactive films where you're... Yeah, hey, I think the the first Oculus documentary was being made, I think. Mm. Um I think it's a one with David Attenborough. Uh, maybe it's a nature one. I, I presume it would be. Is it out? Um, it's not out yet, no, but it's the first one announced um, to be fully um, VR support. Supported, oh, wow. That's cool. Which really cool. Yeah, mm. I've seen there's some filmmaking stuff. I'm getting in the mix with a lot of that kind of stuff because I see it as the future. And you got to be aware of like what's happening and, and, and how to use these tools properly. I feel like... Like I mentioned earlier, I feel like people go, we have all these tools, so let's make a bunch of crap. And it's like, no, like just because you have the tools doesn't mean you should make crap. You should you should use the tool for what you think it's best for. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, that's just my opinion. There's still mm. amazing shit being made. But imagine the power of creating complete isolation and, and, and that kind of stuff. What would you do with the human mind, you know? like <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Just, crazy powerful it's it, and i it's not going to be call of duty 400 it's going to be something else you know yeah. so and what what you do with that you know there, there was um I, I don't know how much you've tried with the oculus but there was this um tried uh, it all no i'm joking no i've, I've, <laughs> I've just played with it a little bit there's that have you, have you, did you see the thing called um it's like vr cinema it's basically just like a 3d cinema that you sit you can walk around it and you can put any movie file you want in the in the folder yeah i've heard of it Okay, so the really cool thing about this, I was I was actually trying it out for a little bit, and um, I think I was doing it when uh, these two were asleep, mm. and I was watching um, some movie. It wasn't a great movie. I can't remember what it was, but um, I was sat there watching it, and it was so strange to be completely immersed, you know, not knowing that anyone's around me or anything. Yeah. But what was what was really um, awesome when I was watching that? It it was a, a kind of horror movie, but what would have been really cool is that sort of fourth wall breaking sense of immersion in the cinema itself because the cinema in in the in the in the um in the game was completely empty there was no people but if halfway through the cinema you're watching something scary that you're really into and you turn around and there's now someone sat over there in the cinema mm. you, you can really start breaking that fourth wall of of of, of 
of the movie itself and, and bringing it in. And I think things like that, it just, it's just impossible to do now. It's just physically impossible to do something like that unless you're using VR, in my opinion. Yep, I and agree. I think it's just really exciting to see the potential and, and, and the possibilities. Yeah, there's tons. It's tons of potential. And I think if people are really wake, wake up to it and see what it's become, I think that's really going to open up yeah, it's just it's just gonna be amazing. I just I really can't wait as a as a creative type oh, yeah. of person. I can't wait to utilize it. And there's a lot of stuff in the works, and we'll see what happens from things. But I just can't wait to really, you know, take the basically create movies of the next generation, basically immersive worlds and stuff beyond what people are using them as now. It's it's beyond that. It's a higher sense of being, a higher sense of it's like the third eye kind of shit, you know? Like, oh yeah, yeah. That's really where it, my mind get, is towards it. You get a purer sense of um, depth and emotion in the world when you when you're using VR, and yep. it's just it's insane. Um, really is. Like I always, I always when I first started thinking about VR when Oculus becomes such a, a thing, um, all I could think about was like cyberpunk universes where where they would feel like you're there now. You know, you're in a rainy rainy alleyway. Sure. And um, you know you're hacking a console there's an old um cyberpunk image i can't remember who did it it's a really awesome one and um it's got the sort of 80s vibe going on you know with the um uh, punky looking uh, cyberpunk you know obviously but you know, <laughs> very, very dated uh, sort of uh, view on it which is I, I, my favorite you know that's what i love the most and uh, there's like three people and uh, one guy's hacking like a console looks like an atm on the wall and the other two people are watching out and all i could think about is is like a a, a vr situation where that that image is now real and it feels right. And I'm just so excited to, to hopefully try something like that at some point, you know, it's very um, soon, man. Yeah. It'd be really cool. You, you'll probably be at the forefront of creating it once you figure out like what it is that you want to make, <laughs> you know, it's just, I just see it as being such a very powerful tool and it's, mm. you know, like I'm excited to see what Apple engineers are going to do with it, you know, cause you got to believe that they're going to be building something out with it as well. You know, yeah. You imagine, like I'm saying, in the future, people are going to go, man, people used to use these things called monitors and, <laughs> yeah. and mouses and stuff. And you just sit in there now and it, it, you you'll you can basically relax and you could kind of move it with your own mind mm. to telekinesis in the third world or something. You know, like imagine shit like that. It's, yeah, yeah. it's still far away, but at the same time, mm. uh, there's this one quote I felt, I can't get it right, but it was funny when Steve Jobs was saying something about like how you create original idea and he's like, uh, I think it was Edison that created the light bulb. Mm. He's like, do you think Thomas Edison, you know, looked at research to see, you know, it's like, no, fuck no. You just make this shit, you know, you do it, you know, like you look at light and you go, well, that fire smells like shit. And it's, I don't want to keep burning wood and going outside. It's cold. Like, fuck this. Like, let me make something else. And, and so it's like, I feel like if you look at a situation now and feel like, what can I do to make this better? And, and wholeheartedly better and genuine, genuinely mm. better. And I think that's really where the beauty lies with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Dude, it's this has been, I, I, I hate to sh cut it short, I have to, I, but I have to, but this is, I'm, I'm really stoked that we finally got to talk. Uh, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, like we've been talking for a bit and it's, we're both really busy. We both have crazy lives and I'm just really thankful that we had a chance to connect and, and chat about, especially your project, what you guys are doing. Uh, and I really want to help promote it and get it out there and stuff and is there any way for i don't know if is, is there any way for people to get more information about it beyond like the lunar software website or is uh is everything there or is um yeah you know? i mean 
um, Twitter or Facebook or anything like that? We're, we're pretty uh, uh, slow on updates and um, sharing things with the public. It's good, not because though. we are not making progress, but purely just because we're trying to make as much progress as we can and uh, not spoil too much for anyone. So um, still the best places to check out any you know um, decent-sized bit of news for routine would be on our, our main website, which is lunar-software.com. Mm. Um, I, we, we reply to a bunch of people's questions and, and things through Facebook and, uh, and Twitter as well. Um, and all those links can be found on, on the Lunar Software website, which is probably much easier than me saying them. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a link to them too on the podcast awesome. website for you guys. So, And if there's anything in particular, you can always send it to me and I can make sure that we put it in there. But awesome. yeah, I just want to make sure that any of your fans and stuff can get access to um, news and information on it and when it comes out to support it and buy it and purchase it and all that <laughs> kind of stuff so that you guys can continue to make the stuff that you are, you know, because I think that's very important as well. So all this effort doesn't go to waste, you know, not like it is, but it's, you know, it just helps everybody supporting and helping one another. So I appreciate the support. Of course, man. Well, <laughs> dude, thank you so much, man. It's been a really great talk and I'm just really stoked that we had a chance to communicate and talk about our passions and stuff and the stuff yeah, to keep in touch. And, um, yeah, I super appreciate it. And, uh, it's been awesome to, uh, finally speak to <laughs> a true Akira fan as well, which is an odd thing to say, but, dude, um, yeah. honestly, <laughs> yeah of course man we can talk here anytime <laughs> I, I can honestly it's too much i could talk about too much <laughs> I, I, get it. I really appreciate all the kind words and support and everything so please uh, pass it along to the rest of the team i, I will do from my heart to everybody there and i'm sure all the fans that are listening to this like thank you guys for you know making what you guys are doing and enjoy the journey you know like i think yeah. everybody if don't be impatient let them do their thing and then when it comes out we're gonna enjoy it you know so yeah hell Thank yeah you very much. <laughs> you're very welcome man have a wonderful day and, and thanks again man no you too you too have a nice day and uh, thanks for talk and uh, thanks for everyone for listening Thank you, everybody, for listening in. That does it for this week's episode. You can find links to Aaron's work and all the show notes for this episode at thecollectivepodcast.com forward slash 84, where you can also find links to our Facebook and Twitter and give us a shout out on iTunes. Um, thank you guys for listening in. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Ciao.